Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Eben Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. And Mike, we've got, like I was saying earlier, we've got a strong, powerful female in the house Big tonight. time. Big time. It's awesome. <laughs> and your husband. And my husband is in the building. He's busy. Tammy Roman, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks Absolutely. for being here. Absolutely. It's a pleasure having you here. Um, you know, we are we are big big fans of the divine feminine and the rising feminine uh, consciousness in our society and the ethos of the world. So it's great to have you here and to bring that you. perspective into the hot box. Let's do it. <laughs> so let's just, let's just go back to the beginning. Where, where are you from? I'm originally from White Plains, New York. Okay. I know where White Plains is at. Yes. White Plains. Yes. Up your way. Yeah. <laughs> way back when. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And you grew up in New York, grew up on the East Coast? I grew up, well, I was born in Mount Vernon, raised in White Plains, mm. left New York when I was 15 years old. My mom moved to California. And then I ended up in Long Beach. Oh, wow. So went to Long Beach Poly. With some of your other friends, Snoop and Warren G. And you went to school with those wow. guys? Wow. Yes. <laughs> That's a trip. Yes. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, too. I know. I saw that yeah. one. <laughs> well, how, what was that like back in the day? I mean. Uh, you know, coming from New York to California is always a culture shock, no matter what. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Everybody was very receptive to me, you know, mm. like Long Beach was a good place back then and it was a good time. You know mm. what I mean? Like it was the freaking late 80s, 90s. Like I feel like those were the best years of my life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck Renaissance of hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Best time. Yeah, it was so good in the 90s, you know, and then, um, you know, kind of finished school here in California and then uh, started working at an HIV healthcare center, you know, wow. back in the early 90s when, you know, we didn't know what was going on. And what would make you want to work there? Because I have this maternal nature about myself where it was just like, you know, seeing so many of my friends, Easy E, you know, had passed from it at the time. And I was like, I want to find out more and I want to do more and I want to help more and I want to be a part of the movement. I knew a girl that worked in the center. She said it was so depressing. It Well, see, that's why I ended up leaving was because um, I was running like the drug program there at the time. Mm. I was like the vice president of the uh, drug program. And, um, you know, you're passing out meds one week and then they're supposed to show up for their appointment the next, and then you hear that they pass. So eventually, at that age, I was 23, and I was like, this is too much. Yeah. This is too much. Same thing, my friend had to it's leave really to, heavy. to the press. Yeah, it, it was a lot, you know. In that center, what was the mindset? Like, what did people think was happening? I, you know, at that time here again, this was 92, 93. So people didn't really know what was happening. Mm. You know, people, we didn't really have a gauge on 10 years old now. 
ten, eight at that, but that time is probably ten years old. Eight. And still, they right. had no and idea. We, we still had no idea. You know, like our greatest references, particularly for the African American culture, were magic, mm. and then easy. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we couldn't really figure out. You know, is this something that's going to take us down, or are we going to be like you know magic and survive this thing? And but we really had no knowledge. We really had no education on the disease, so it was really really new. Um, but here again, I couldn't stay. I couldn't stay. Yeah. You know, I, my intent was right with my heart. But my emotional well-being was suffering from staying in that environment. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. yeah. But, from you know, something good came out of it because uh, I got on The Real World, which was the now very— How did you get on wow. that? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? Take us there. That? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Take us there. How did that happen? Well, one of my coworkers— had actually auditioned for the real world. I didn't know what it was. And um, she came in my office. She was like, oh, I didn't make it on the show. And, you know, I'm so bummed. And I was like, what show? And she's like, the real world had never heard of it. I was like, oh, girl, you'll be fine. See you Monday. This is at the center? This is at the center. Oh, my God. And so uh, go home that weekend. And MTV was doing a marathon of the real world. And I sat there and watched it. And then I told my mom about it. And I was like, you audition for something like this? Shit, you know, I'll try that shit. And so... <laughs> So we went to the mall, uh, Burbank Mall, and she filmed me. Like, we had the fucking video camera that had the tape on the side. I don't know if anybody (laughs) remembers them shits. I'm not even talking about the little one. I'm talking about the real VHS tape. So uh, we walked around the Burbank Mall. I do. do do Are you too young for that moment? I I came in. On the tail end? Yes. We were moving. We were transitioning to the little small ones. Yeah, yeah, the the small ones. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Well, I was around for the big joint. (laughs) And uh, we, we walked around the mall and she taped me. And then that Monday, I called out from the healthcare center and went to MTV's offices to take them my tape. Wow. And uh, they were like, get the hell out. We're not, you know, that's not how it works type of thing. And I'm like, no, you're going to look at my tape. And uh, I caused such a ruckus in the lobby that the casting director came out and was like, okay, fine. I will look at it. So she watched it for like five minutes and like, are you satisfied? And I was like, yeah, you know. And then a week later they called me and said, uh, we'd like to offer you the slot on the show. That's so So, you know, history proves itself that uh, destiny is strong. You no, know? It's, it's perseverance and will. You, yeah. you, you yeah. refuse to be yeah. turned down. Yeah. You refuse to tell yeah. them that you, we'll see it later. You want them to see it later. I wanted them to watch my tape. Now, I don't, you know, I don't know if she watched any more after that five minutes, but I feel like it was more the impression that I left on her. Yeah. That it was like, you guys got to look at this girl. You got to, you know, take notice. Hell yeah. So, yeah. I love that. This is not how that how it works yeah, here. Yeah, this is not how like, it that. works. Yes, it is. <laughs> because I think that's true with anything I in was, life. I was you know? at, one day I was just looking when this audio books was on today, and I was looking at um, this fucking laws of power, right? And uh-huh. they were talking about you had to distinguish yourself from anybody else and be noticed. This is true. That's one of the laws of power, to be distinguished without offending anybody and be noticed. I'll shine everyone else but the master. But the master. I was going to say, I was going to piggyback you and say, and there's also something in there that talks about that's master slave. That's number one. Master slave. That's the number one. Yeah. Don't outshine the Don't master. Don't outshine the master. Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> that's number one. Yeah. Yeah. And recognizing mm. which role you play in the dynamic and understanding that thought process, you know what I mean? Some, because sometimes you're the master. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what is so, this book? 
That's 48 Laws of Power. Robert Greene, his old book. Wow. But, it's, but it's just, it talks about, dictates about what happens in history, and they, they explain what, what could happen if it does, if it fails, if you do, mm. the, do the wrong shit. You know, it's just an awesome book. It's yeah. on, great for entertainment. That. It's on my good list. Your head. Yeah, you should read that. Yeah. Your head. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good. So what was that like, the real world? That's sort of the... That is sort of the seed. Well, we didn't even know what the hell it was because it wasn't a thing. You know, like now when you talk about reality TV, it's like, do you really want to do that? You know what I mean? But then it was like, shit, I get to live at the beach. You guys are going to pay me. This was real world LA? (laughs) This was real world LA. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, I'll do that because I'm trying to leave here anyway. So let me (laughs) move on to my next gig. You know, so it was one of those moments. And uh, moving into the house with, you know, the six other people was new because real world was supposed to be a soap opera. Mm. It was developed by Mary Ellis Bunham and John Murray, and they didn't have the budget to hire actors. So they said, well, let's do the same concept and just put real people in it. And so history was born by way of the, the first installment in New York. Wow. People are interested in the watch. Yeah, very. Well, everybody's voyeurs by nature. Yeah, I you know what I mean. I'm glad you said. Yeah, that. they yeah, really I, are. I, I never understood why do I care about these people? <laughs> <laughs> because you know, at, but I do care. Right, right. Why do I care about the fucking Kardashians? <laughs> but I do care about them, and they do make me look at them. Yeah, yeah, but you know why you look? Because it's sometimes it's a fucking train wreck. Yeah. And you're, you're like, sometimes shit in your life is so fucked up. You're like, let me see who else yeah. is fucked up. Yeah. Because yeah, somebody true. else has to be going through something. It For can't sure. just all Anybody, be me. If you don't care what race and nationality, you've yeah. done that before. Oh, mm. shit. You yep. real this bitch said she said that. And you can't believe they said it. You heard that's one of your secrets. Somebody said <laughs> somebody, yep, yeah. Yep. That's one of your big secrets. And somebody said untold it. Holy it's shit. It's therapeutic. It is. Yeah. It, yeah, in a weird kind of way. In a weird way. way. Yeah. No, it's nothing weird about it. It's people, and that's what right. we do. Right. We're mirrors. It's a reflection. Of or it's a yeah, mirror. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Um, well, that was sort of the the launching pad. Yeah, and even though I think in our culture it was sort of the original social media in a way. Um, I wouldn't say it was the original social media. What I would say it is that it was the pioneer of a genre mm. that opened yeah. up real people uh, for for just like the, just what we just said, one to be able greatest, to look one in. One of the greatest yeah. things ever made, reality shows. Mm-hmm. One of yeah. the greatest things in mankind, the history ever made, reality shows. Wow, it's crazy that the, the concept, real world because is the, the what, first. What we, this is what we avoid. This is what we do all our life avoiding. The majority, 90, 99% of us do our whole life avoiding ourselves. Yeah, True. Then we see ourselves. Then you see yourself. And yep. Sometimes we, we accept it. We don't like ourselves. We're constantly trying to improve ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why, why do we constantly trying to improve ourselves? Mm-hmm. Why? Tell me. Why do we do that? We're, going, we're growing old. We're going to die. Why do we constantly improve ourselves? Because reason? because there's something to be said about evolvement. So when you yeah. say, why are we constantly trying to improve ourselves? I think that also is a humanistic nature of people. Just like, not just humans, animals. They're constantly oh. trying to improve. Then tell me, then why are some people just homeless and no matter how much money you give them, they won't take it. This is right there. They're, this is what I want to do. I don't want to be helped. This is what I want to do. Well, doesn't that. that speak to what you just said earlier, which was your drive and your tenacity? If you don't have the will to want to do something else, I think it's innate. I think well, it's... Did he at one time yeah, have innate. that? It's did innate. he at one time have that tenacity? How, did they, how, do you, how do you lose that? Well, the universe is constantly expanding. And... 
we are a microcosm of the universe. Mm -hmm. And so, and like you're saying, everything is constantly in motion and progressing and moving to the next thing. And so it's, it really is, it's an innate characteristic of being human where you're constantly striving to be better Mm -hmm. in a way. But to speak to your point, you said, why do people lose that? Because sometimes life knocks you down so much or to a point that you, even though you have that drive, you don't actually know how to recover. And some people, you know, like even, you know, to speak to my personal situation, I used to be married to a professional athlete, Kenny Anderson, and we got divorced. And, um, you know, there was a point in my life where it was really hard for me, like a year and a half of my life, it was really hard for me. Now, I could have been the type of person of like, all right, well, this is just kind of what it is and go back to work in a regular job and stay complacent and in that moment. But there was something inside of me that was like, that's, you know, you don't work at a healthcare center and end up on TV. That's not how it goes. Mm. So I felt like my destiny was something bigger, was there was a bigger purpose. So I could have said, all right, this is how it is. You know, I'm on mm. EBT. You know, I'm just going to live my life like this with my kids in this little mm. three-bedroom house. Or do I understand what my destiny is? Do I still have the drive that I had when I was 19, 20, 21 to want something more for myself? And so I went out to get it. Mm. So what do you call that? Do you call what do you call that energy right there? What do you call it? Do you call it common sense, or you call that your ego, or do you call it determined? What do you call that? I would I would like to think it's determination. I would like to think it's tenacity. I would like to think it's perseverance um, rather than defeat, having a defeatist attitude. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not a common sense thing because common sense implies that we all know how to do it. Like we should know how to do it. And sometimes that's not a person's upbringing. That's not a person's character. That's not a, that's not how they were developed from a child. So they don't, so it's not a common sense thing. They, some people don't know, but for me in particular, you know, my mom worked three jobs. So all I saw was somebody, my role model was somebody who got up and worked and no matter what was going on in our lives, she was going to get it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it would be you know, diminishing the legacy for of her and honoring of her to just be complacent with a situation that was negative, with a situation that was belittling, with a situation that was less than what I am actually here to do. Mm. So I had to go get it <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. That's a great articulation <laughs> of that. I don't know that mechanism of our of our psyche because it's not you know it's you're right it's not common no you know it's not something that everybody has not everybody has that you know people yeah. get crushed by they life. get crushed by life like all really the time, and truly let me know? tell you something if I told you old shit that I have gone through <laughs> I I really should have jumped off the GWB like real talk but you know I'm just not I don't look at things as um, they're going to take me down. I've been homeless. I've been molested. I've been raped. I've been, you know, like all of those things have been in the history of my life's journey. Now, somebody else would not have 
been able to survive mentally. I'm not talking about physically. They're still here, but I'm talking about mentally. But for me, it was a matter of, you know, I've been in an abusive relationship. I've been, you know, like it's, it's the gamut of everything that I've experienced in my life and a lesser person would not be here. Mm. But for me, I try to look at everything as a lesson because that's the way I was brought up. You know, what is the lesson in this? What am I supposed to learn? What could I be doing? Dif- what could I have done differently in that situation? So that would not have been the situation and just evolving from those thought processes. And it wasn't something that happened overnight. It's just something that innately I, I was doing because of my upbringing. And then now that I'm older, I understand how to really put the thought into action and really take those thought processes and move them around for the benefit of me. Mm. Yeah. So what was that like on the real world? Uh, um, you know, that was a long time ago. What do you remember from that? Yeah. What do you, like, what were the sort of things that you really learned in that environment? I I remembered from that environment how to be adaptable mm. because you take people who probably wouldn't talk to each other, you know, who probably mm. would not be able to coexist or never have. And you put them in this closed space. And, and that really taught me how to, um, you know, just adjust and re reassess situations that normally I would not have been privy to, to be able to make some, you know, some good friends and some good memories and some good moments. Rather, Are you still in touch with some people? From I them? only talk to three people from the show. And that's okay. And I, I'm yeah. that white guy, stupid white guy. What's the thing? Punk, punk. Well, Puck came after me. Punk. He was season three. Okay. He was season three. I remember Puck. Yeah, and he came after me. But, um, yeah, I, I still talk to at least three of them. Now, it's not every day. We're right, not on right, the phone every day. But, you know, we can have a conversation if we see Catch each other. Catch up every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Tell us about the housewives, basketball wives. That's the real shit. Oh. <laughs> You weren't going to let me make it, huh? You weren't going to let me make it. What you want to know? Because, I mean, it's so much. I've been doing that, that show was, for nine some, years. brilliant shit. What was well, after? So when did that? <laughs> hold on. Look. No, you got to think about this. This is big. Yeah, yeah. yeah this no is doubt, brilliant no. shit that... Um, what was the first year of that, of Basketball Wives? Uh, the first year for me was 2010. The first year for the show was 2009. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's it's more of the same. I mean, like, nobody's reinventing the wheel. They're right. just adding their spoke, Are you, you know. Are now? I am. Yeah. I am tired. Right. Nine years. And, and it got you as a bad motherfucker now for nine years. <laughs> you going to change your relationship? You going to change your image before you get off the show? Now. I, I, I have... Uh, <laughs> you're changing religion. You're not the religion, but you're changing. You might go to religion. You're change I, I have diligently been working on using reality TV as a mirror to see when things haven't been, you know, up to par or how I know they, how I should act in certain moments and readjusting. They got to end this shit with you being a queen, a nice person you leave with love in your heart. Well, I have I, I've always had love in my I heart. I know that, but yeah. that's how the image has to be. They can't leave you off the drawing screen Arr. image. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm pretty I'm pretty good because you know uh, it took me nine years to get to a point of realizing that you know an idiot is a person who gets up doing the exact same thing, thinking it's going to be a different outcome. And so certain relationships and dynamics on the show always, no matter what we did, that's not an idiot. That's a crazy motherfucker. That's a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. Real talk. <laughs> you know, keep doing yeah. the same Insanity. shit. We're gonna keep trying to do this. 
different shit. Get some different yeah. shit and it ain't gonna be different, you know. <laughs> so it took me nine years to figure out this shit is not gonna be different. And so I had to implement some, you know, some conditions for myself to some, be able to some yeah. Tool, like, um, yeah. Tool, life tools of life. Yes. Yes, in order to be able Fuck, to stay there this shit. long. But you know, this is my my last year with that particular franchise. What do you think you want to do after that? You know, I like reality TV, so you know, it's not that I'm going away from reality TV. I'm entering in back into more scripted programming, potentially do another reality show, just not with that that, that mm. set of ladies, and then producing content, you know, hey, to give people opportunities. Did some of the good are you guys? Some of the guys that you were friends with. Are you not friends with them now because of the show? Are you talking about the people on the show? Yeah. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> I would think, come on, let's get some money. We can make some money doing this shit now that they're not friends you with would, them. You would, think, you would think that you could make money. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we're coworkers, and you hope to build a friendship. You know, yeah. you hope to have some camaraderie there. But, you know, sometimes people don't have that mindset. You know, and so when people don't have the same mindset as you, if you're not like-minded, if you're not equally yoked in that sense, then it's not going to work no matter what. Talk yeah. about the the vulnerability you have to be willing to show being on reality TV. That is the only way that you're going to make it in reality right. TV. And I think now that the genre has expanded and people see so much content in the reality space, they recognize when some shit is fake. They mm. recognize when you put no one for the camera. I love hip hop. Some of that's getting fucking scripted fake shit. You Everybody know, can't be that mad. You can't be mad for that long. Long. <laughs> exactly. You're mad for more than three minutes, you're faking. Or it's not yeah. that deep. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? For you to be, you know, running across the room and throwing anything. Flying but, off the table. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The bodyguards are plants just in case yeah. you fly off the table and hurt yourself. <laughs> it, it's not that moment. And I think for me, that's what has kept me in the genre since 93 to now is that level of authenticity yeah. and genuineness. I never sugarcoat anything that I'm going through in my life. I never put on airs. I never, you know, like I'm an open book with that because I feel like, let me tell my shit because mm. somebody find out some shit about you. Then they run in now with social media. They run into the blogs and trying to plant stories and all shit. I'm telling shit myself. Yeah. That way y'all can't <laughs> use it against me. And so that's always been my thought process mm. all the way through from real world to now yeah it seems yeah. like you just have to be you, you have to be willing to just be totally open yeah yeah you have ha you been on the show yes he has wow <laughs> how's that for you man man really it's, it's not my thing yeah you know i'm more of a low-key in the back guy <laughs> you know yeah. do my thing and stay out the way but um Whatever babe needs, you know, I'm there for. Do you ever for. get a little upset that you see her going through shit on the show? All the time, Mike. Really? I would think yeah. so. Be one to do some yeah, shit, you feel, feel like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I believe so it. Do that. Yeah. yeah, especially when you know the real oh, or what's really going on. And yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's real tough. Man. I believe it, man. Real tough. What do you do? Man, actually, I'm a online entrepreneur. I have a couple online businesses. Sweet. E-commerce. And I also flip real estate back in Houston. Awesome, man. Mm -hmm. You from Houston? Yep, from awesome, Houston. Man. Yep. How do you guys yeah. meet each other so far away? Oh, man. <laughs> One day a friend of mine and I, we had went out to eat. We was hungry, so we stopped at a spot called Papa Do's. Oh, yeah, I know Papa seafood Do's. Spot. So, you know, we pull up, and uh, we <laughs> see her and her friend walking in, right? 
So my partner, you know, he's a dog. He gonna, he want everything. <laughs> so he talking to her friend or whatever. So long story short, we end up coming in, and we we be trying to be seated. She seen me again. Was like, okay, he's six five. He chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> this is what she. He, this is what he, she's saying, right? He in shape. This is what she's saying, right? Say, you guys come sit over here. So you know, I'm like, cool. cool. So we sit down. You know, we just eat, talk, mingle, hit it off, hit it off, man. And later that night, we met up, talked for like three, four hours, just talk. That's awesome. Love and that. Been like that ever since, bro. I love so, that. So I don't know, man. It was That's just a great a fit. story. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. Man. Yeah. So if you want to give your man. version. I mean that was that was good enough. I thought you yeah, that was good enough. That was solid. Yeah, it was it was a solid, you know, rendition. Guy of explanation. Happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's the guy explanation. That I was, was talking good, to my man. wife today this morning. We got up this morning, probably four in the month today. Why do you think um people are meant to be together? Mm. Like why are you together? You know what I mean? What is it? Why, why are we still together? We, you know, we don't. We, we just together. We just don't leave each other. We call it fuck. We don't sex. Say we don't do nothing. We just together. We're, we're together. We, we finish mm-hmm. each other's sentences. We just mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then we get older. We die together. And what did she say? Huh? What did she say? She had no idea. Either. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, but she said this meant to be. She said she said that we be. lived many lives together. That's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She believed that we lived many lives together. I said, what happened to my other wives, my other girlfriends? Do you think they thought think the same thing? Mm-hmm. You know what? What happened? What happened to them? What happened to one night stand and all those good? What did they mean in my life? Mm-hmm. What was that all about? Are your other people you've been? What did they mean in your life? Why did we have to go through that to be here? Well. Yeah. Well, I think you go through that because all, a lot of us don't recognize when you get that that right moment, when the universe has aligned all of the forces for you to be with the person that you're supposed to be with. Now, if well, you some do, people are with somebody, the first person they met, they're with them for the rest of their life. But they, but it's, it's not like they but it's not like they haven't had experiences. No, I'm talking about some people. No, they just met the first time. These guys we met each other and we we died together. Yeah. I'm like teenagers. Yeah, there's there's things like that. There there are things like that, but here again, they still had experiences before they sure. before they got together. I'm not yeah. particularly talking about experiences in other relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about life experiences yeah. where once they got together, they were able to recognize this is this is the fit. Mm-hmm. Some of us aren't, you know, we don't have that moment. So you go through the one night stands. I had to go through the Kenny Anderson. I had to go through the other people so that now I have testimony when I meet the person that is really supposed to be my fit, my person, I'm able to recognize that. Because mm-hmm. if totally you have challenges, sense. if you have arguments, if you have disagreements, if you have all of that shit, not saying that that's not in relationships, but I'm talking about the minute you meet somebody and you see like this shit is tumultuous, that's not your fit, but you needed to experience that so that once you got with your fit, you knew how to recognize it. That's mm-hmm. what I think. I, I, I don't think anything is not without <coughs> purpose. Absolutely. I had this dream that started when I was seven (laughs) years old. And the dream was I was chasing this girl through an arcade (laughs) in a tent. Okay. And she would, I was never quite able to catch her. And she would run out of the tent into this green meadow. And by the time I got out there, she was already in a carriage, like gone. Uh What did you do if you caught her? 
I don't know. I was just in love with her. And I had this recurring dream. And when I was 17, uh-huh. and I got to the University of Arizona, I saw my future wife there at this student orientation, this athlete orientation. And the same energy of that girl from my dream, from dream is what you was in mm-hmm. my wife. And she wouldn't date me. I was in love with her. I was well, like, you this is the girl from my dream. Day, you were stuck back in the day. She heard your reputation. Yeah. She did. Yeah. There was that, and she didn't want anything to do with yeah, a football player. Yeah, I don't want player. no parts. Yeah. So it took years before she actually went on a date with me, and then we were inseparable from then on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's like that for everybody, and but it's just... You know, it was like, like you were saying, Mike, like we were meant to be together. Our spirits were entangled. And the more I go through life, I think about how we were together in past lives. Uh And, you know, our life now is about rectifying things that happened in past lives and unwinding trauma and Mm -hmm. pain and coming into love and light. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I mean, our relationships are cosmic, man. They're spiritual. Yeah, wow, they're divine. Dang. Yeah. When it yeah. works. Wow. When it's good. Absol- when it's good. And it can be hell. Yeah. You know, True. it can be. It, I mean, relationships can just be hell, you know. True. True. So, no, it's a fascinating thing, you know. We could talk for hours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you're on a new show, Tales. Uh, Tales, it w- I was a guest star on Tales. A guest star yeah, on yeah, yeah. Tales. Uh, my latest show is called Saints and Sinners. Okay. And that's on Bounce Who's TV. Who's on that? That is with Vanessa Bell Calloway, Keith yeah. Robinson, Clifton Powell, and uh, another show called Are You Sleeping with Octavia Spencer and Michael Beach, uh, executive produced by Reese Witherspoon. So Sweet. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yep. I'm excited. What's Saints and Sinners about? Saints and Sinners is about the black church. Mm. Oh, <laughs> shit. Wow. And all the shenanigans that really happen behind the scenes of the of the black church. Interesting. Yeah. You know what's so interesting about the black church? What do you do? How do you... Buy? What do you do? I'm a, I'm a reverend, right? And I right. got all this power. I'm preaching, and people are coming talk to me. The beautiful ladies are talking to me at night about their problem. What do I do? I'm just a fucking creature of life. What do I do? I'm a fucking human being. How do I handle that? What kind of discipline did I did I develop from fucking preaching to handle that? I don't know. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think they think they are, um, you know, supposed to be leaders and guiders uh-huh. of a flock. That's really what the church really represents. It's mm. like, you know, I'm supposed to take the word and then deliver it to you. And mm. so when you have issues, you come to me and I refer back to the word to try to help you or guide you through that. What Saints and Sinners does is... Um, speaks to your point of like well shit i'm just human too so how the fuck uh, you know i'm trying to help you and now i'm i'm fucked up over here that's really what it is about the show is about is like they're actually going through things too they're suffering too their life is in shambles no too doubt. because we're all just human right and so we kind of touch on those things i love that yeah humanizing yeah. it yes yeah yeah well you know a lot of spiritual leaders are like 
crazy, you know, sex addicts and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. You guys, you, do you remember when Kirk Frank, Franklin yeah, came out and came said he was addicted yeah. to porn? How, yeah. how, how, how are you not addicted to porn when you have people worshiping you? Uh, and then yeah. something go by and you, see, you see a touch and you say, wow, I'm married, <laughs> though. But what am I doing? How do I put myself in this situation? Why did yeah. you do this to me, God? Mm. Yeah. Well, you know why did you do this? Or maybe it's like thank you, God. Or, th- or thank you. Thank yeah, it could be God. either way. You but know? listen, I don't. It's think, probably more of what yeah, you said. I like think, I think when it's an addiction or something like that, that's pain. So I think he's saying, "Why me? Why did you make me dance so good? Why did you make me so talented?" Mm-hmm. Now it's a, now it's a problem with him liking himself. Mm-hmm. You know, because he knows what he's doing is wrong, and he's supposed to be representing God. But what is representing God? God can represent himself. What created God? Huh? God created himself. God is everlasting. There's no beginning. There's no end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just talking about God as, as we know God, his existence, his energy. Yeah. Right. You know, it's inconceivable what that truly is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. True. But everybody's got something. Yeah. Everybody's got something. No, I was that's, addicted that's to porn. That's what makes people beautiful. Right, babe? That's what makes people beautiful. <laughs> I was. It makes people beautiful, you know. We all hide in fear. We're, we're afraid of what people think about it. We're afraid about our reputation. Our whole existence is fear in this world. The baddest motherfucker on this planet is afraid. Of he may not be the baddest motherfucker on the planet. You may find out something about him and say, you're not the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Our secrets that we hide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... You realize that everybody's afraid. Everybody's yeah, afraid, of afraid of something. We're all something, afraid. Yeah. yeah. We're afraid of us. We're afraid of ourselves. We don't know who we are. We might betray, betray ourselves. <laughs> we don't know. Well, that's, that speaks to that poem, like the mask, right? We all yeah. wear a mask at some, you know, every day we wake up, we, we put on the mask. Yeah, the illusion of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Who do we think we are? Mm-hmm. Really? Who do we think? I don't know who the fuck I am, but I really think that I'm somebody. But why do I think I'm somebody special? Because I come from nothing special. My mother, my father, my neighborhood. There's nothing special. It's really, it's the crippling. I should be embarrassed to say I'm from there. But why? What, what makes me think I have people? The world should see me. The world should know my name. The world should even acknowledge me. What the fuck make me think? Who the fuck am I? Why do I think those that way? I hate the way I think that way. But I love the way. I love the fact that I think that way. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. But what is special, man? Like, what is, what is unique? It's, it's all your experience, you know? These are sort of human-created ideas, you know, that saying Brownsville isn't a special place. It's pretty fucking special and unique, man. Yeah. No, to me it is, but to the, the masses of the place, you're born in that field. But that's, but me, a, that's a, a culturally... That's all I, that's all I know. All of that thought is a whole culturally created idea. How oh, how could you grow up in Brownsville? You know, well, who, who are those people? Right. Oh, because what you grew up in Beverly Hills, you're special. Fuck that. But you know, I look at my life and I look at my mother and father and I say, how could they really think they could raise children? The lifestyle that we lived. How could they even dream we could raise some kids and we could have a good life? Everything was by accident. They didn't love each other. Well, I don't think many people who have like kids, kids think they yeah. can <laughs> think they know <laughs> now, how to now raise that's them. That's a whole separate conversation yeah. because you know. Well, wait. I would think what makes them think that they could raise children? Because you're supposed to procreate. Live together. Because you're supposed to. They didn't love each other. They didn't live together. What made them think they could raise kids? They had three kids together. What made they didn't live together? They didn't love. What made them think they could have kids? Because you're supposed to. 
unconsciously? Yeah, it's 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 our it's what we do. It's it's what we're here. One of the things we're here to do. Mm. So we're vessels, pretty much. Yes. Huh? Yeah. And that's why some people aren't prepared. Some people are pre- or feel yeah, they're some prepared. People not, some people some, kill their kids. Yeah, true tea. True tea. Some people go, like, what the fuck is this? And they just can't handle this. I don't want that. It's giving away. I don't want that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so those are weird scenarios I have in life. So what the hell these people were thinking? Man, I think it's good stuff. It's good stuff, you know, that you're processing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did I come from like being strong on drugs? How did I get here? How did I get this company and everything start working out? How did I get married to my wife? How did I fucking marriage work out for ten years? How did that? How did this? How did this start? How did it end up in like this love? Ten years I can't live without you, shit. Because I think certain things are destiny. You guys don't believe in that. Like certain things are supposed to be no, what I they're supposed to be. I believe, I believe that we're not steering the ship. I believe yeah. somebody, something. And that's destiny. That's what you destiny know? is: is that you're eventually going to find your way to your purpose or your calling or the people that are supposed to be in your life. That is what destiny is. You know what I mean? So yeah, nobody is steering the ship, but the the footsteps are ordered, and so you're eventually going to be where you're supposed to be. I think that. Tying that back to, you know, the people who get crushed by life, you know, you have to be willing to just take another step. Take another step. Exactly. To just be in the flow and to allow the universe's destiny for you to unfold. Exactly. Exactly. Because nothing I've ever done over the course of my life was what I thought. It didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. It, it didn't happen. Yeah. You know, I put my plan of action, you know, a plan of attack into action and tried to do the thing. And every time I tried to do what the hell I wanted to do, it was fucked up. <laughs> and then the minute I just it's released, true. you know, and just said, hey, okay, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to have my thought process of my goals and what I want to achieve, but I'm not going to try too hard to steer how those Definitely. things will. Get out of my own way. Yes, get out That's your own it. way. Get out of your own way. <laughs> there it is. My wife said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this reality. We're going to do, um, we're going to write some shows. We're going to do this. I said, okay, okay, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. And this is where we at. We got here now. Yes. You know? Yes. I don't know how that shit work, but we're here now. <laughs> we got but our that- own shit. We got our own fucking ache. We got a fucking Tyson Ranch. We got a whole music festival. Shit. Poof. You see? This is blowing up, brother. You see? What's happening? You don't have any expectations. That's 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 it. When you don't expect anything, you can't be disappointed. Yeah. All you're doing is just working and moving within the within the energy and the space. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's when people too much press put too much pressure on their lives to ha- like. If I left here and said, "Shit, babe, I want a Tyson Ranch <laughs> and I want to have be able to have room with shit and Tammy interviews ranch. and shit. You know, the Tammy Ranch. I want that shit. And then I start trying to work towards that. If that's not what the fuck i'm supposed to be doing it's never gonna be this yeah you understand what i'm saying no matter how hard i try oh i can't find the cameraman oh the people lay i can't find the building (laughs) you know it's never gonna work out Mm -hmm. you know so i gotta everybody's gotta stay in their lane and stay their course because what's meant for you is not necessarily meant for me and what's meant for me is not necessarily meant for him and so on and so forth but the problem with society is people come here and they look at you and go shit if Mike got that shit, I can have it too. That shit must be yeah, easy to hey, get. Hey, listen, it's true, but with a price. Yes. But that's what people don't know because yeah. they're looking at 
just surface. Yeah. And they don't know the blood, sweat, and tears and the cost and everything it takes to make this work and how the people have to be really fuck with you and rock with you to make sure that they show up every day to make this shit work. They don't know that. They're just looking at what's happening on the out, the gloss and glitz of it all. And that's where people fuck up because that's what they do. They look at the gloss and the glitz or the aesthetic of something and go, I w-, just like the bitches who's getting their asses done. You look at a bitch and go, shit, I want that. That shit. <laughs> this bitch has got a two million followers on Instagram and she getting, she posting ads and shit and getting paid. I'm going to give me some ass. And then the bitch ended up looking like a potato. You know, that wasn't your shit to do. A hundred percent. You know what I believe in stuff since I've been in entertainment business. I consider boxing. And yeah, for sure. Yes. I think all this yes. reality yes. show. Only the people that, um, the people that are laughing on the top are the toughest and the hardest mm-hmm. ones. Mm. The coldest, hardest ones that's used to self-defidation and everything. They just determined to get their goal and accomplish their goals. Those are the ones that make it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what life is about. You know what I mean? Sacrificing self to accomplish your goals. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Whatever your goals are good or bad, yeah. but you gotta yeah. sacrifice yourself. Yeah. You gotta get out of your own head. I and mean focus on that goal. Mike, I know this was true for me playing football because so many times long I hated it. <laughs> you can speak to that, babe. I fucking hated it, you know, the fucking grind and the violence and man, I gotta go out here five days a week and practice. And beat the shit out of these guys and knock heads with these guys so I can play in a game on Sunday when I love it. And in my head, I'm aspiring to be this gladiator and this warrior. But I fucking, I was just like, so many times it was just a deep love-hate relationship. I mean, but it was the universe carrying me along. Definitely, big time universe. Saying, this is what you need to do right now. You know, this is who you are right now. I'm sure you felt like that along the way. Oh, hundreds of to times. The, to that first championship. And I had to go to my ego. I had to go deep and talk into my ego and say, they'll watch me forever. People will talk, to me for, talk about me forever. they name their children right. after me. Right. They get into my ego. Yeah. I'm a god. Yeah. How dare them even challenge me. Yeah, I know that feeling. Reggie, you played football? Yeah, I did. Awesome. How, uh, where? Hurricanes? Yeah. I see you. <laughs> right, and had a little cup of coffee with the Saints. Nice, man. Yeah, and uh, around that time, you know, my mother had passed and whatnot. Mm. So it was kind of like, just took my drive, you yeah. know what I mean, to, yeah. to continue with it. But um, You don't want to do that with no drive. Yeah, man, you football, football was my first love, bro. You yeah. know, yeah, that was, that yeah. prepared me for life. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Definitely did. Yeah. I mean, few other sports where you get your ass kicked, knocked down, and you have to get up every play, you know, and do it again. I love that, dude. The you. Who were you there with? Man, I was there from 2005. To my last season was 08, so Greg, Olsen, Calais. Oh, my God. Kenny, Phillips, Meriwether. Beast. Um, Beeson. Meriwether's in the pros now. Right. Um, oh yeah. Travis yeah. Benjamin, a lot of these guys. All these guys are in the league. Um, Were you there, DJ? Was DJ Williams a little early? DJ before. I played with DJ in Chicago. I love DJ. Man. Well, you, you was at Arizona. I was at Arizona from. I was there from '05 to '08. Oh, okay. Cause this, so Clarence Farm was before you. you know yeah, he was before me. He went yeah. To high school. Oh, awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was a beast. I met him at a golf tournament. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you just got to let the t- universe take you where you need to go. Yeah, yeah, what do you want to do when this is all over and it's done? What do you want to say, boom, this is what I did? What do you want to accomplish? I think I'm meant to be in the entertainment space. I think um, I want to be able to put out, like now I'm forging into producing and executive producing. So for me, content-wise, to be able to leave something that, you know, a little Emmy. Hell yeah, girl. (laughs) A little Emmy now. Hell yeah. You know, Emmy win, you know, things like that. I think when anybody produces content, they want it to be recognized, you know, because they put their hard work into it. You know what I mean? So where my, my... projects made people think gave someone a voice that's that's what i'm into right now yeah that's what i'm into i love that i love that what do you what kind of stuff you think about producing i like scripted um so i want to like tell the stories of of my neighborhood you know like where i grew up you know um because i grew up in some hard shit yeah drugs and you know family issues and things of that nature putting you know stuff out there like that mm. yeah yeah Needs to be that's out not there. that's not hollywood hollywood eyes yeah. which is not a word but mm. you know just hey, that's, you, you know, just made up you know, a word <laughs> i think i think the 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 projects like um you know from days of old uh uh color purple mm. you know like where the real story was told and it wasn't glamorized mm. you know for for public consumption it was like the real story like i would like tv to return back to that you know absolutely i yeah. think that's a, there's a great like opportunity for that yeah yeah i think it is yeah but i'll probably do another reality show where it's six bitches fighting that's the people want to see uh, but basketball wise who's the main troublemaker uh, at one point, it was me. <laughs> Spanish girl, the girl with um, Ochocho. With Ochocinco. Uh, yes, she has her moments. I, you know, I think over the course of the show, we've all done some shit and been in some shenanigans. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we've all taken a turn. There really is no one person we've all mm. taken How a turn. How do you turn. describe the basketball wives? Like when you look at when you see them on television, when you're objective, when you look at them, how do you describe them? What do you what like? If I wasn't on it. No, you're being. I'm taking a look outside, looking in. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't. It's it's mindless entertainment. Yeah. I don't really get anything from watching our show because the way our show is designed, it's the, it's not formatted for that. You well, know what I mean? It's, I think you get a lot of. You get a really interesting perspective of humanity. You know, I don't. Not, no? I don't. Not at all. I, do. I see jealousy. I do, yeah. I see a lot of... It's like a psychological but experiment however, to me. Shane, I don't know yeah. if... Shane there. If, if, if that were true, then I would have to say everyone has would have to have been authentic and genuine in the moment. And I can't necessarily say that I believe some of these women are telling their real story. I hear that. Y'all be beefing with What's the name again? 
That I'm always beefing with? Yeah, what's her name? Come on. You just said her. No. That's Spanish. You, you don't know? You don't know? Because I don't say her name. Right, so, right, like, cool. so then there. Okay. <laughs> so she, let's just go ahead on and give, shall it, not give be it out named. to the people. I don't fucking name. say her name. We're not going to talk about so. you. No, well, <laughs> even that thing of not being authentic, I think, is fascinating that we've created this vehicle in our society where people feel inclined to go and be something. I think that's really fascinating when you can tell when people are fucking just putting on a show, trying to, you know, I don't know, trying to be something, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's really interesting that there's this whole thing going on and it's about, you know, your presence in the digital world in many ways. But what are we hiding though? Everything. Yeah, I think, I think people are people hiding. are hiding everything. Yeah, I think man. people are hiding stuff because yeah. they're ashamed of themselves. They'll think, "Oh, somebody's going to find out I was a fucking nerd in high school, or you know, <laughs> I was abused, or I'm not good enough." You know, because we have this like thing that we're not worthy. And that's know? why I tell it. Exactly, that's why you got to just be real. I just tell it. Whatever exactly. It is, I just tell it. But that's the brilliance of being human, you know, and that's when you're real and honest. That's when people's lives get touched, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we had the, we had Chris Cyborg on. Okay. The last strong female we had in here. And I'm telling it was a it was one of our heaviest episodes. Yeah, and Mike time. was going through a lot and I fucking burst into tears. Wow. And I haven't received more positive messages from guys being like, dude, that episode changed my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seeing you guys open up to each other and that, what you guys were saying, I was in tears. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, yeah, because that's people feel the real emotion, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like you're saying. I mean, you're going to have a shift in your consciousness through those emotions when you are seeing real an authentic an life. Yeah. It's entertaining when you see someone putting on a show. You right. Know? And it's an interesting thing that people feel the need to do that, I think. So that's what I'm but saying. I point. think that, you know, that's a point. I just think that's interesting. I, fuck, man. I, I'll, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what shows I watch because that's embarrassing. As what fuck, do you watch? I want to know now. I want to know what both I of y'all watch. Some of the Real Housewives. Okay, that, that's a great show. Well, my wife watches that. I watch New York Rocky City, yeah. Beverly Hills, yeah, Beverly Hill, uh-huh. Orange County. So you watch Atlanta. the white ones. I, mean, I watch the Atlanta ones. too. Like yeah, okay. mostly. mostly. <laughs> okay, got it. I like the Atlanta. The black ones. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Atlanta, yeah. The, no, they're all good. Um, that's the. So I can't. I can't do much. I make of him the, watch them all. You know, I make him watch Atlanta. It's interesting, of Atlanta. man. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, shit. That's who we are as people. It's just who we are. I know all those people. Not by name and stuff, but I just know all their spirits. I just know people like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well. I don't know, Tammy, is there anything else you want to shout Any out before we anything? get out of here? Uh, no movies coming up. No what movies is your daughter coming. doing? I have two daughters, and so one is... Kenny's uh, daughter. I don't need some Yeah, they're both man. Kenny's. Yeah? Yes, I am. But was not laying it low and spreading the wide and fucking everything moving. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> well, come on. The one I've seen on the show with you. Both you? of them have been on the show with me. The One's one? a rapper. One's that a rapper. The one? No, the oh. oldest one uh, is my academic. She's my she's my person. So tell that, me about the rapper. 
Yeah, the rapper's the youngest one, but the tallest one, which is why you thought she was the oldest. Right. But uh, she uh, she's doing her music thing. You know, she's trying to make it pop and all that. Um, you she watch. Got a deal. She she has a distribution deal yeah. with Empire. Yeah, but she's still independent. Who's Empire. That's the a huge distribution co- arm yeah. that puts out content. Yeah, they got Fat Joe and Remy yeah, Ma. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, dope. yeah, yeah. So she's working on it, grinding on it. <laughs> you love know, that. you know. Do you feel good? You shopping enough? You love life? How's everything going? Everything is going yeah. good. I mean, I How really long have you been married. Uh, one year. One year. For yeah, oh, our congrats. anniversary is coming up August seventeenth. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but we were together for five, four years, and now our wedding, our marriage makes five years. Nice. Yeah, yeah, but everything is good. You know, I can't complain, and nobody would care anyway. That's the thing people don't realize. (laughs) It's like, well, I got my own shit going on, so I want to hear your shit too. But everything's good. People care. People (laughs) care. care. I don't know. Like, oh, interesting. I don't know, because I, I typically. In all honesty, don't want to hear it sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I really do be having my own shit. And so when you call me with your shit, then I feel like, oh, God, now I got the weight of your shit and my shit. Well, I think that's healthy. <laughs> that, you know, well, I think that's healthy. in our mind, our world is really big. But really, you, we could probably count on uh, totally how many people we really know and interact with. And, but yeah. we think our world is big. It's big, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a small circle. I keep it small for a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You guys going to be voting, right? Let's just go ahead on and get Fuck that out the yeah. way. Okay, Fuck just making yeah. sure. Just Always. Making sure. Just making I'm sure. voting for what? President? President. <laughs> <laughs> Michael be there. You better be there. Michael be in the voting booth. <laughs> You're going to be there. We're, we're not listening. <laughs> He's yes, like, definitely. What? Definitely. Mike is, is low-key a serious hear, political are you a analyst. Huh? Are you a Democrat? No, I'm a Mikeette. <laughs> a Mike-crat. A Mike-a-kin. A Mike-a-kin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, okay. I got it. Independent. I don't like love. I don't like um, fucking labels and stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah, fuck the labels, man. Well, we do understand. I just want to make sure that we do understand. Did you vote for Trump? Fuck no. Oh, okay. Because the way you paused, I was like, oh, Lord, child. No, no. Okay, so we getting him out. No. Fuck, man. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited for... Any thoughts on the abortion bill? That oh, was just... God. Tell me about that. What happened with that? Well, certain states uh, have taken away a woman's right to choose. Yeah, that's it's horrendous. Wrong. That's wrong. It's that's awful. Wrong. It's absurd that in 2019 we're even... We're even having this conversation. That's prehistoric. Yeah, that we're having this conversation. Which speaks to like how you said earlier in the conversation, there are women who are having children and they don't know what to do with them and some of them are, you know, God forbid, killing them because they're not ready. So now you're going to force yeah, them to have, to have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just it's feel like barbaric. it's unfortunate. I haven't been to Atlanta because they're one of the states Georgia. that, yeah, Georgia is one of the states that uh, oh, is, uh, you know, entertaining. It's just fascinating. Huh? Yeah. It's fascinating that we feel a need to, these people feel a need to control that. 
Exactly. And they're men. It's let's demented. Just, let's just talk I know. about that. It's men who are passing this, you know, when they don't really even understand what it's like to carry a child, to have that responsibility. Because you know what? Most of y'all, not, your, not you, not you, not you, but most of y'all gets in the fucking wind. And then we are the ones who, you know, are, are there for the rest of that child's well, life. Is still in darkness. True tea. Life is still in darkness. Yeah. And I didn't really... Sometimes you don't know you're in darkness till you're in the light. Till you're in the yeah. light. Yeah. yeah. I've been in darkness Ooh, for a long time. That's going to be a caption. Yeah, I'm I've been in darkness that. for a long time. But so that. to me, it has to be how you go it's to, a belief how you go thing, thing, right? No, you keep that baby. baby. Nobody just got raped by my brother. No, keep that fucking exactly. baby. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's basically what they're saying. It's yeah. insane. That's Put basically what fucking they're saying. Yeah, you fucking bitch. I feel yeah. like if if the woman has to keep the child, then the man who raped her or... If we're talking rape, you need to be castrated. If I, I have it. to keep this child, then the father, there needs to be child support laws put into place as well that are standard, primary, focused, so that I'm I now going to have this kid, then you also have to contribute and pay for it. If, if you're not going to be here. You know what I mean? I don't believe mm-hmm. in that. I believe um, this is a government problem. The government should take care of that kid. And the people should be taxed to take care of that kid. If they want to have that type of law well wait a no, minute wait a minute not, now you said the people should be taxed if this kid is born if this kid is born the father want to take care of it and something she's just left out there and she can't take care of it. we have to take care of that kid who's we mike a society our society the government we have to be taxed i don't, I don't want to be taxed for people's other people's children. i think you Everybody should have the you should have the freedom to have an abortion if you don't want to have a child but, but exactly but she that. said she had the child though so we're all I don't want to be taxed anymore because we're already being taxed and a lot everything right, that comes out of the, people's checks it's like these are the assholes complaining about people on welfare it's like what right, are you talking about there's gonna be about? more people yeah. on welfare exactly exactly why like so what is that twisted fucking it's power trying to have power trying yeah. to have control it's a it's a it's an ego trip and i think welfare is good till you get your job yes you should have on welfare support till you get your job till you get your job but okay. there needs to be but something you need, that says you, you got to get you got to go get a job right you yeah get a certain amount yes. of time right. <laughs> yes. six months motherfucker <laughs> you got this welfare for six months yeah. and you cut off and then you got to deal with some prison time probably you got six months to find some work anything <laughs> Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and, who am I, and who am I to, to make some rules? I don't fucking know, ninth grade education, but you got to do something. You got to put a fire into somebody to give them the fucking enthusiasm. With enthusiasm, everything comes in play. You just have to have enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. You know, people goes to work, woe is me. I got to go back to this fucking white man job. <laughs> you know? Wow. <laughs> no, serious though, really. But then that, you know, that's another deprogramming because you should be going to get, going to work at something you love. Yeah, but that's not always the case. I know, I know. But how do people get to that? (laughs) They sacrifice. So you have to work that shitty job until you can get get. to Mm -hmm. a place where you can do the stuff Mm -hmm. you want to do. You live on the street until you get the the right job. If you don't want to do the shitty job, you live on the streets until you get the right job. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know either, man. I don't know. We had that guy. Remember that guy, Andres Pira? Oh, he was awesome. The homeless guy became the billionaire. Yeah, he was homeless on the beach in Thailand. And 
he just he now he's a billionaire real estate mogul. Wow. And he um, he said that he got his hands on this book called The Secret. You know the yes. book? Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is bullshit. This isn't real. And so, but he was like, uh, as an experiment to prove I'm that gonna it's try, not yeah, real. Yeah, I'm going to do what it's at. Mm-hmm. He said, I started with envisioning a cup of coffee because I hadn't had coffee in God knows how long. He said, I just imagined this cup of coffee. I felt it in my hand. I imagined what it smelled like and tasted like. Imagined the feeling of it. And he was like, two days later, some dude walking on the beach came up to him and gave him a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. He was like, what? Mm -hmm. And then he just kept going. He was like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, and then he was like, I'm going to go get a job. And he fucking envisioned a job. And then he got a job. And That's what happened to me here. Same thing happened to me here. I was in here, I was talking to him, and I said, um, fuck, I say this shit for, I don't even know. I said, you know what, I want to get into the tobacco business. Put some CBD in the tobacco, and we can synthesize, synthesize some tobacco or something. Next thing you know, we get a call from British Tobacco. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah, I met those guys. Ain't that crazy? It's crazy, bro. We brother. thought them up. It's thought them up. I didn't know about British. Cowards, I used to have one Because you were in the tobacco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, they're here. Mm-hmm. To do CBD cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, shit, where is that? Y'all got we'll get you some, Tammy. No, 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 we're not going to do that because they don't want to be in the tobacco business. No, They want to be in the... Hemp. No, the, yeah, that too, but the... Edible? What's that shit that you smoke? Vape business. Vape. Vape. They don't want mm. no more combustibles. Mm. So mm. And the cigarettes are getting ready to become history and the vapes are going to become... I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think that either, but... I don't think so. That's what the that was the plan. Smoking is kind of an it's an ancient thing, I think. More so than I don't than think that. smoking is ever going to go away. It's addicted. never going to go away. Most of the being addicted is a, it's a habit that you the yeah. habit. Mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a ritual. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it not going anywhere. So just go on and put that CBD on up in there, Mike, because <laughs> it's not going anywhere. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Listen, we have no idea what's going to happen in the future. We have no idea. True. No fucking idea. No idea. But I just know it's going to be open there's to new plant. There's going to be there's new minerals that's going to be in the future. You know, so I just know oh, the future's really crazy. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> it is. Man, look at all these new Look at the, our business. Look at all these new billionaires. Look at all these people coming yep. up. Look at us coming up. This is crazy. How does that happen so fast? Because it's supposed to. Yeah. It's supposed to have. Yeah, it's divine. Yep. You know, it's all in alignment. So it just fucking goes. Five minutes, nigga? Y'all got five minutes. I, well, I'm good. Awesome. <laughs> well, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter. All Tammy uh, Roman? All Tammy Roman. T-A-M-I Roman. We do not. You're going to have anything. Um... How do I answer that? <laughs> We've tried. We had three miscarriages. Yeah. Yes. And so I just felt like I wasn't going to put my body through that anymore. Uh, so we make it a surrogate. Okay. And do it. Because he doesn't have any had, kids. I wish so. my wife had more kids. I wanted to have more kids. You wanted to have more? Yeah. Yeah. You want to. I want to have more of that. It's yeah. beautiful, Mike, that you have that. I would love to have his, you know, baby. I mean, it's like we gave it our best shot. And so now we got the eggs on ice. And we're going to. You know, have someone else. Yeah, but yeah, you, you know, you gotta be ready. Great. You gotta be ready. I would do that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's beautiful too, man. Mm-hmm. That we're in that age. Yes. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, here, girl, carry this for me. <laughs> so I ain't going to be able to make it. Another planet one day, our grandkids maybe be on another planet. Yep. So much is possible. Yeah, everything. So much is possible. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank yes. you so thank you, much. Tammy. Thank, thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Reg. so much. You're the man, dude. Thank I, you so I much. I enjoyed it immensely. Absolute pleasure. Mike, great convo. I think this is an awesome show. Hey, what happened to your cousin I used to go out with? Well, I was going to act like I didn't know nothing about that because I felt like you was acting like you didn't know nothing about that. No, so I, I was just going to mind my business. Uh, I was on the show with you one time. Yes, very, very she long time ago. She didn't like that shit. She said, this ain't my shit. Yeah, she very totally long time ago. But, um, yeah, I haven't talked to – Should I, can I say her name? Did yeah. You know? Oh, I haven't talked to Shauna maybe in five years. Five years, that five, six years. You know, yeah, you just lose contact. For 10 years, 20 mm-hmm. years, and then you don't talk to them. Yeah, before. we lost contact, and I haven't seen her. Mm. But those, I was I was telling Kiki, I was like, I've given Mike a lot of money. I've, I've given Mike a lot of money over the years. Like, yeah, I was at all the fucking fights. Like, I paid top dollar for my front row seats. That's so awesome. I was balling. I was balling. Now I'm second tier, eighth row back, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> how was that like back then when you were born? You had a lot of friends back then. Of course, yeah, that's how it is. You know, that's how it is. Everybody's yeah. with you when you when you're balling. Yeah, you that's know? for sure. Yeah, famous husband and shit yeah. back then. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he said he was balling. Yeah, balling. Yeah, I was balling. Crazy. It right? was. It was such a good time. I not, late eighties, nineties, like is my favorite. <laughs> you know, my favorite era. It That's was just awesome. good for other reasons than because I was balling, but yeah. just like it was just a good time. You know, but yeah. yeah. Totally. You know, what make you believe like when you lived in the eighties and nineties, so much time you, you didn't think you were gonna die. You go live forever. Yep. Incredible. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Love that. Yeah. World domination, nigga. Boom. <laughs> Boom. There it I is. love it. That's <laughs> it. The final word. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching this episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Evan Britton. Mike Tyson. Tammy Roman. Peace. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was really good. That was good. Hi, this is Danny Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast, and I want to take a minute to talk about DeAndre Ayton, the number one pick of the 2018 draft. Definitely has not gotten the attention of high-profile lottery picks Luka Doncic and Trey Young during the early going, but he has been excellent and a key part of the Phoenix Suns being on the precipice of the NBA Finals. Ayton is presenting a matchup nightmare for the LA Clippers that Rudy Gobert simply was not. Gobert is a wonderful player, deserving Defensive Player of the Year, but Ayton puts more pressure on opposing defenses. He's used his size mismatches for offensive rebounds, and he's also been able to contest shots around the basket and make life hard on the Clippers there too. So it is a huge performance for him, averaging 20 points, 13 and a half rebounds through the first four games of the series. And it's been so exciting to see a physically talented, 
player really come into his own on the brightest stage so far of his career. Hi, this is Daniel Rue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on the pro basketball, hockey playoffs, and Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.net has all the action. Basketball, the playoff battles continue as their teams make the run for the championship. America's pastime is in full swing. And let's not forget about hockey's chase for the cup. BetOnline has you covered. If you love golf, MMA, championship boxing, they have that too. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports, the news, scores, and odds. So head to the website, use your mobile device, and bring home the game with BetOnline.net. 